take your balloons to the next level as we delve deeper into what truly makes a professional balloon artist with your host, Zivi Kivi. Now, welcome to the Balloon Artist Podcast. Hello, Balloon Artist Podcast Nation. Hi, I'm Zivi Kivi, and today we have a very special guest all the way from California. It's Amanda Armstrong from Top Hat Balloon Works. Hello, Amanda. How are you? Hi, Ziv. I'm good. Thank you. Thanks for having me on. It's a pleasure. And I want just to put things into like the right context. In regular days, tell us a little bit about what your business used to do before the pandemic and how many years you're in the in this game, like the whole thing, the whole shebang. <laughs> um, certainly, absolutely. So I've been in business for 22 years. 1998 is when we started. Most of those years were home-based. And about six years ago, I guess, we came to a storefront and started offering it open to the public. But most of our business was corporate and larger events. We got to that point. You know, obviously, when you start a balloon business, you have to start small. It is what it is. And mostly do the deliveries and private parties, that kind of stuff, just to get your name out there, get yourself recognized as a reputable business. And, and then at some point you get into, you start building relationships with corporate clients and we have all the city, had all the city events and things like that. Like I said, you build up on the, into those relationships. So before the pandemic, we had a lot of, like I said, mostly corporate City events like Fourth of July here, Easter, all those things are celebrated with the cities, you know, large gatherings kind of thing. So it was a big part of our income. When the pandemic hit, obviously everything just kind of stopped all at once. It was, and I'm sure so many other people had the same scenario. But it, you try to reinvent yourself, come out with your hands with fighting and just try to reinvent your business as a whole. And we kind of have to start back like the beginning. We're starting into the deliveries and getting a reputation out there for, like you said, yard art and small deliverables, birthday parties. And we do, we still do installations, but we're very cautious with that. And, you know, wear face masks and gloves and always are aware of our clients' environment and whether we can work with them as well on that. So that's kind of a little bit about myself. I've been, been an instructor for Qualitex for a number of years. Taught at a World Balloon Convention. Let's see. Oh, I started a West Coast event, Balloon Arts Convention. Did that for about five years with Francie Rosen, another one of our, my very good balloon friends. And that was successful, but it kind of got inundated. A lot of the the industry itself kind of had a lot of things going on at the time. So, but it was a great convention, enjoyed doing it, kind of learned the back of the house on the other side of producing events and things, which gave me more experience to bring to the table with my clients. Nice. So you live in California and when the pandemic hit, you had to basically stop like opening your your storefront uh, as well. I want to ask you, first of all, in retrospect about your decision to have a storefront. You know, you've been having that for six years, but most of your customers are actually corporate, so you don't really need the store for them. Are you still happy about that decision and why? 
I will always be happy about having a storefront. <laughs> For one, it kind of it gets you out of an environment, especially now with the pandemic, everybody's kind of there. You know, if I went back to home, home base, you know, I have my husband, he's working from home. You know, everybody's my daughter, she's in high school. And so even right now, it's, it would be a little bit more stressful uh, going back. So I, I, but I never regretted having a shop and I, as successful as we have been and hope to continue to be, I kind of always will want to have one. It's just at this point with the pandemic, we're now at four months into it and we're kind of looking at at least maybe downsizing it and not having a walk-in. And not that, like you said, not that our shop had a lot, a lot of walk-in in the first place because we do have, we did have a lot of corporate and city events, but it was an option for us. And it's always nice to have people come into a location to do consultations for their parties whether it's a private party or something like that. It's nice to have a physical address. And not to mention everything came from the house to the shop and now the shop has grown and (laughs) it's going to be hard to get back to the house. So we will definitely have to get some kind of space if we decide we don't want to have walk-in. You are known for your aesthetics, Amanda. And (laughs) so I would like to ask your permission. It's okay if you say no. If you can take a few pictures of your shop from the inside okay. uh, and then share it with, and we will put that on the brunavistpodcast.com website so people can be inspired by, I have the, sure. the luxury of seeing like at least a, pa- a portion of it. And yeah, this I is can, my desk. <laughs> yeah. But I can see how, how it brings pleasure to you to have a space, to have a, a place that is organized where you can yes. meet people and you can design and you can build and and you can manage the projects and so on. I Absolutely. think it will be inspiring. So before the pandemic, I want to ask you, like you've mentioned those corporate clients, what can a company do when they want to start serving corporate clients? Try to make contacts with the corporates. You can, I hate to say do cold call, but I'll get on alignment, which is a, I don't want to say social media, but, you know, like Instagram or anything like that. And, and just type an introduction notice or letter to a lot of the event planners and things. Let them know that we're available. We're here. We're open for business. And, and if even if you have smaller events, you know, we can work within their structure and things like that. That's kind of to start getting corporate clients. But as I mentioned, uh, being so many years into the business... It's a lot of word of mouth. It just, it comes down to that one person, like I said, from one city, loved doing work with us and seeing our designs and everything would refer us to another city, which would refer us to another city, you know? So that builds a lot. So even if you get into, if somebody asks you to do something, I, I can't, I'm not into the provide your services for free, but you can go kind of above and beyond when you do make that initial job get that job in the first place. So they, they get an idea of how good of a business that you are, reputable business that you are. And then, you know, you're on time and you, you do the decor for, as requested, I guess. So where were we back into that? You answered really well. And I, I want to ask you though, just to get the overall impression of what is a day in the life of Amanda before the pandemic. So or a week, uh, like how much of a week's time? 
<laughs> how much of a week's time was spent into marketing or into social media or into customer work before the pandemic? Gosh, I'd have to say the majority was, was just doing business, was just working through the jobs and getting them organized and ordering and making sure everything's dot your I's, cross your T's kind of thing. A lot of it was that when I, in my spare time, usually after hours, <laughs> I'd go and do some marketing, social media posts and, and just general marketing out there. I do suggest, you know, if you have disposable income, which really nobody has at this moment, try offer, get help in your marketing as well. So you can have other companies help you out with that. But right now you can do it yourself as well and keep up on it. And a lot of it was then just organizing, like I said, getting it prepped, having our team make the work. And we had a lot of job schedules and some larger jobs. Like I said, when I like, tried to get larger jobs, obviously, than the smaller jobs, because you're putting just as much work into the smaller jobs as you are the bigger ones. And the bigger ones have a lot more income for you. So then, like I said, it's, it's a 24-7 business, especially being the owner. It's, you're always put into that position, whether it's payroll or <laughs> taxes. Just keeping up on all of that is a lot of work. My husband, he does do my financials. I try mm. to pawn that off on him and let him do it. He's, he's half the company, but he has a full-time job as well. Mm. So yeah, it's it, just it, it, it was a lot of work. Your team? Can you tell me about your team? Getty. Um, we had Getty. We had a girl who kind of who left a while ago, personal reasons and stuff. And then we have a, another gentleman that works with us, and he's been with us for four years. And then I just have my husband and my daughter and myself. So right now we we kind of furloughed. Mm, th- you know? That's what I was about to ask. Yeah. Yeah. They how, have. They. He's you- kind of on an unemployment slash also working with us part time. Well, my other guy, my daughter as well, when we need her. But it's been slower than usual. And like I said, the events aren't in large groups. And the smaller groups are trying to stay out of sight, out of mind, <laughs> so that they don't get in trouble because they're supposed to be doing that as well, social gatherings yeah. in general. So until so, it kind of opens up, it's going to be all tight. <laughs> yeah. So what do you do, Amanda, to keep yourself you know, motivated with this situation in the pandemic? Well, like you said, I try to get online. I try to stay up on things. I always am educating myself, whether it's blogging (laughs) or anything else. I'm always, I try to keep my mind active and I love looking at other people's work. So like on Instagram and things like that and get inspiration because there's so many fantastic artists out there, balloon artists. And it, it just gets my mind motivated to create. And creation for me is why I started the business in the first place. I've always been that kind of a person and that's what makes me happy. And so it keeps me mentally happy creating and just, it's great. I love the business. You also have created some TV commercials, like your balloons were featured in quite a lot of commercials of sorts. Did this do anything for your business? 
I'd like to say yes, <laughs> but unless you can track that and know and ask the question when your client calls you, hey, how'd you hear about us? It's always something that you have to ask in order to find out because I hate to say I probably haven't gotten much business. I did get a few things because if you're um, mentioning news stories, like for the World Balloon Convention, we did a news story back in San Diego. But a lot of the clients were from San Diego. And I'm an hour and a half, two hours away, which I we do go there. We go there and all the way up past LA. But I'd have to say to track it, Probably we've only had three clients from that story. But a lot of just personal press and people calling and saying, hey, what do you do? I didn't know you could do that with a balloon. This is great. Give me more information. That's also positive and a good you know, step forward. What do you think about this trend where people buy a kit to create an organic demi-arch of sort? Yeah, organic's a whole nother ball. Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah. there's, a, there's a lot of do-it-yourselfers and I understand that. And it, it kind of puts a little bit more strain on the, the balloon businesses that have been out here. And I, I get that with my other balloon friends. We're all pretty tight and part of the QBN network. Anyway, so the do-it-yourself kits are a little bit, they're great. I mean, they, and some of them look awesome and people want to start their businesses because of that. But I also had a client, I can't say that I, I like them, but I understand where they're coming from, especially now that people are trying to save money. They're trying to just make it look nice for their party. And, and it's usually a smaller social gathering. I do have a big client and it was like one of our last large parties just before the pandemic hit. And I would be surprised if there wasn't an outbreak at that party anyway. <laughs> The lady called and said she looked at my Instagram. It was an event planner. She was a high-end event planner from Los Angeles. And she said, I looked at a lot of people and there's a lot of stuff out there and there's a lot of organic and I don't want it to be the same. I didn't. I wanted somebody who could be creative, who could think outside the box and have other things to offer than this organic stuff. And because that's all she's seen. And unfortunately, that's all that's kind of out there. So I try to keep it like on my Instagram. I don't post all organic. It's a lot of different designs in order to, to keep my clients interested in what we can do and other options. Well, I have, so, to, yeah, say, it's kind of I have to say that after visiting your website, uh, which is topheadballoonworks.com, and we'll put a link to that, show notes. When you go to the organics page, you see some breathtaking organics, including huge installations of organics and including all sorts of, a little bit like orbs and, and all sorts of other mm-hmm. specialized types of yeah. organics, <laughs> including foils and even uh, some sort of like a clip art menu that helps mm-hmm. you make the decisions. In general, what do you think about the clip art uh, trend? Does it help you? Yes. I saw your post on for your yard art. <laughs> That's great. I do like clip art. And I found that I just revised my website probably maybe a year ago, two years ago. So it's been pretty recent. And when I decided to do that, I wanted to get the clip art to kind of guide people a little bit better so they're not calling me with so many questions because 
there's a lot to answer there. <laughs> they will and they do, and we appreciate it. But clip art kind of tells them a little bit better story. This is how it's going to look. This is what you need to expect. And so when I when clients do call and ask, they're always asking about organic because it's still quite popular. I said, if possible, one, go take a look at our clip art on our website in the organic section, and then send me a picture of what you've seen that you liked that you want me to recreate because it's always different. <laughs> every, every time, you know, I said, oh, well, the, you can describe it to me. The client can describe it to me over the phone. And I say, well, that, that sounds great. And that sounds like a number two or a level two organic design with some add-ons and stuff like that. And then when they send me the picture of what they've seen and what they want me to recreate, it's totally different. So I ha- you have to, even for pricing and stuff like that, you have to really kind of ask them a lot of questions when it comes to organic. It's not just cut and dry. Because they'll be disappointed and I don't want them to be disappointed when we deliver and you know install. Oh, I thought it was going to be thicker or bigger. And you're like, well, you know, no, this was... Pictures are worth a thousand words. So if they send me something, that's even better. Yeah. You know, and there's so much stuff out there available to them. It's great. So clip art, as far as that's concerned, I love having it on the website. It helps me out a lot and it helps my clients kind of get the understanding of what this thing will look like if they can't find pictures or visuals. I'm what all about you, it. I like it. I like it too. I think it's practical. What do you miss the most? My event pals, <laughs> for one, for business, but also, you know, you kind of build a relationship with them as well, like our city clients. Fourth of July is our second busiest holiday of the year, and that was all canceled. You know, everybody was kind of canceled. So I, I miss seeing my, my event planners and the people in the city because we've become so good friends over the years. It's nice. I miss, I don't. Well, okay. <laughs> I miss being constantly busy. You know how it is when you kind of have a lull a little bit. You're not as focused, I guess, when it comes down to that. And then once it starts picking up, you know, you get back into the mode of getting everything organized and together. And well, just the business in general. I had some really large scale events that were canceled all kind of canceled at the last minute. And I put a lot of time and money into designing and creating and site inspections and all that stuff. And it just kind of went all by the wayside. And luckily I hadn't ordered everything <laughs> because that's a whole nother, another thing. What are you, you going to do with a surplus? Because you, know, you have to... I charge the client the amount that we had to order, but not for obviously all the install stuff. So I kind of miss the larger events because they got me creating and really utilizing our business to its full potential. Yes. Well, I appreciate that. One last question. If you could give an advice for a young balloon decorator that wants to start doing deliveries, what would you recommend they do? Well, 22 years ago when we started, we did the phone book. (laughs) But that no longer exists. (laughs) Actually, we just got one the other day. Kind of, you have to get your name out there. And with now with the pandemic, it's going to be a little bit harder to do. But first and foremost, you really need to have a website. 
I don't know how many times that it's always come back to that. If you can afford, there's a lot of free free things available to you, you know, but it's always worth it spending a little bit of money to try and get it up. So spend this time, this downtime, creating a website, getting your name out there, marketing, getting all your social media ducks in a row and start posting the stuff that you do do because like for California, it's not, we can't even go to our city, our city council meetings or anything like that. You can get, join your city, city council like here, but we're, it's all virtual. It still doesn't mean that you can't jump into there, get your face out there, let people see you virtually and just send them some offers. You can, we have mailers, I guess, that include that. That's going to take some money to put and invest in. So yeah, it's going to be a little bit tougher this time around, but I, it's still not impossible. And like I said, try to work on yourself and your business. Keep yourself learning all the time. It's the best industry for that as well. So even when you're kind of feeling down and need a little bit of pick-me-up, grab a balloon and just start playing with it, designing something or even looking online and and just start, grab a bag of balloons. They're not that expensive, (laughs) luckily. And start playing because it kind of keeps your mental stay positive. Amanda Armstrong, thank you so much for being yeah. open here and sharing your story and situation. And I do hope that things going back to normal, you could meet your pals and your customers again and, and do your installation. <laughs> I think the world needs more of these. So thank you again and see you guys next week in Balloon Artist Podcast. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye-bye.